Thank you for calling Gay Wire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello and thank you for choosing option 3. You've reached Gaywire, where everything is at least a little bit queer. I'm your host and a half, Terence Adams, and my pronouns are they and them. And I can't tell who enjoys animal documentaries the most, my dog or my boyfriend. Stay tuned to find out, though I think it might be a tie. Today, we've got another lovely interview coming your way from Artemis Peasley's time at the Sled Island Music Festival, this time with the artist T. Fanny. But before we get into that, I must tell you that Gaywire is produced for CJSR in a Miskwichiwis Geigen on Treaty 6 territory and Region 4 of the Métis Nation of Alberta, land which has been under the stewardship of many distinct nations, including but not limited to the Nahia, Dene, Nakoda Sioux, Anishinaabe, Nitsitapi, and Métis people. We are thankful and pay respect to elders of the past, present, and future. Please take some time to reflect on the ideas that decolonization and reconciliation are not one-time things, they are ongoing practices, so we, we invite everyone to, to re- reflect on your own roles in the systems that run our society and the greater community, along with what actions can be taken to uplift and liberate indigenous communities, cultures, ceremony, and medicine that have been historically forcefully displaced. So these actions can take many shapes and forms, from donating to a mutual aid, reading decolonization resources or theory, supporting indigenous businesses, artists, organizations, uh, naturalizing your lawn with with native plants, or even picking up garbage outside, and uh, the the list goes on and on. Again, not a one-time thing, and so of course there's not just one way to approach it. If you are interested in understanding more about the Land Back movement, uh, please visit the website landback.org. I do think it's interesting to compare the tenets of the Land Back movement with the disability justice movement, uh, something that has been covered in depth in previous episodes of Gaywire. You can find the episodes uh, where uh, I interview Q Lawrence, wherever you get your podcast, look up Gaywire CJSR. Um, And not to get too far off track, I promise I'll get back to the comparison I was talking about but I mentioned Q Lawrence, so naturally, um, I'd like to remind you that it still has an active fundraiser right this second so they can afford a new wheelchair, uh, as the one it has is sorely lacking. And mobility devices are ridiculously expensive, so the fundraiser has been going on for a hot minute, but they're almost there, so please do uh, pull through for this last little bit so it can get a new wheelchair. Um, though Dis- Disability Pride Month is officially over, it's this is still a great way for allies to show their support, and also Q doesn't just provide mutual aid and community care and all of the other amazing work that they do one month of the year, it's their full-time deal, so again, a uh, link to donate to their uh, wheelchair is um, it's in our Instagram bio, at GaywireCJSR, and if you're unable to donate, don't fret, uh, you can share it, uh, 
or you know you just you do your best we we all we all contribute in the ways that we can okay so back to the land back movement that i briefly mentioned uh earlier and the disability justice movement which i'm going to call the dj movement have quite a few similarities if you're not multitasking and can safely follow along with me you can check out the landback.org website and the sinsinvalid.org website and navigate to the principles section on both of those so often i i think that folks who are working for the same thing end up isolated from each other for one reason or another, which reduces or even misses entirely the chance for meaningful collaboration for folks with similar, not necessarily the same, but similar goals, intentions, and principles to work towards collective liberation. And so both the land back movement and the DJ movement uh, have the angles of collective liberation um, and are coming at that from different angles, uh, but they both understand that since intersectionality is intrinsic to people, intersectionality should be intrinsic to organizing. Um, but anyways, here are the principles if you want to do a bit of a compare and contrast um, with the land back movement, something we haven't talked about much on the show, and the disability justice movement, something we have talked about here on Gaywire. So I'm gonna read out the land back principles first. There are 13 of them. So the first one is don't burn bridges. Even when there is a conflict between groups or organizers, remember that we are fighting for all of our peoples and we will continue to be in community even after this battle. Uh, the second one is don't defend our ways. Third is organize to win. Fourth, move from abundance. We come from a place of scarcity. We must work from a place of abundance. Five, we bring our people with us. Six, deep relationships by attraction, not promotion. Seven, divest, invest. Eight, we value our warriors. Nine, room for grace, be able to be human. Ten, we cannot let our oppressors in humanity take away from ours. Eleven, strategy includes guidance. Twelve, realness, sometimes the truth hurts. And 13, unapologetic, but keep it classy. For the disability justice movement, there are 10 principles, which are as follows. The sinsinvalid.org website does go into these uh, in more detail, but uh, I'm just going to list them. So number one is intersectionality. Two, leadership of those most impacted. Three, anti-capitalism. Four, cross-movement solidarity. Five, wholeness. 6. Sustainability 7. Cross-disability solidarity 8. Interdependence 9. Collective access and 10. Collective liberation When engaging with these different principles, how do they make you feel? Are there certain principles you lean towards and others you want to back away from? Do you have any idea why? I'm not sure that these questions really have answers, correct or otherwise, and that's okay. They can still be valuable to think about. Perhaps we will revisit this topic when I can wrangle a co-host into joining me so we can have a bit more of a discussion, but so far as a self-reflection, compare-contrast exercise, if you'd like to do it yourself, please do check out those websites, landback.org and sinsinvalid.org, to see the similarities between those movements, along with like learning about what they're doing and how you could potentially get involved. Either way, definitely worth engaging with, um, and if you'd like to learn a bit more about the Canadian application of disability justice organizing, uh, please check out the website disabilityfilibuster.ca. 
for information about the current disability activist community's work surrounding MADE in Canada. It's very important work, and the aforementioned Q Lawrence was kind enough to explain the situation not once but twice for us, and those interviews are available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and again, that website is disabilityfilibuster.ca. Okay, so that went on for a while, but it all was connected. It all was important, and I'm all I'm, I'm very glad that you heard it, and I hope that we get to revisit it. If you would like to talk more about these principles and why values of organizing are important and what values are important, etc., uh, reach out to the show. You can shoot us an email uh, to gaywirecjsr at gmail.com or you can slide into those DMs and our Instagram is at gaywirecjsr. So Artemis Peasley was kind enough to travel all the way to the Sled Island Music Festival to interview some incredible artists, and it would be beyond remiss to miss out on those interviews, especially this upcoming interview with T. Fanny, a prairie hip-hop and R&B sensation. Uh, Fanny is spelt F-A-N-N-I-E, by the way, if you wanted to check out her music, which is available on all the platforms, you know the drill. But without further ado, here is the interview between Artemis Peasley and T. Fanny at Sled Island in 2022. Alright, I'm Artemis with... T. Fanny! And can you say your first name, last name, and pronouns, please? Pardon? First name, first name, last name, and pronouns, please. Oh, so my real name, Tiffany Bruni, and I go she, her, but sometimes I go her, she, T, because that's my alter ego. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Okay. So we're in Simply Irie uh, Caribbean Restaurant. What is the significance of this place to you? So this is actually my parents' restaurant. Um, we started this probably like seven years ago or so now, seven, eight years, yeah. And we were like down the road and then we moved here to this spot like a couple years ago. And it's just been really good ever since, yeah. So when did you know you wanted to be a rapper? Oh my God, so like I got pushed on stage in Edmonton actually. Like I was just, I had like huge stage fright. And so I was like, I could never do music. I used to write poetry, you know, the the usual. Um, And then I just decided that uh, I was rapping in like a garage, you know, with like friends and stuff or whatever, and somebody decided to throw me in the studio with their friend, and then that friend ended up putting me on a song, and then they were like, hey, by the way, I have a performance, and you have to come up with a 15-minute set. And I was like, no, I don't I don't perform. That's not something that I do, so you're going to have to figure something out. But not, like literally just like, nah, do it, go on stage. And so after that, that's what like... I guess that's what pushed me into it because I was literally, I, I always wanted to like be a rapper or at least a singer. I was like huge into singing, but my voice is shit. Sorry, my voice is crap. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, my voice is crap. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll just rap. And then my stage fright was like, nah, nah, nah. But I got over it three years ago. So I just like hit the ground running ever since. So, so have you been rapping for, no, sorry, so how long have you been, like, performing for? Uh, I would say it was March 2019, so since then, it's, that's just over three years, I guess, yeah, yeah. And you just released some new music today, right? I did, I did, it's called Don't Box Me, and I legit came up with the title after I did the cover art. <laughs> um... It was, it was something impromptu that I wanted to do for Sled Island because 
Like, it's such an epic festival. And when, when I found out that I was going to be at the Palace Theater, I was like, okay, I need to, like, I'm going to bring some new stuff, you know? So I dropped, like, a three-song EP today, and it's just uh, just for the fans and for SLED to say thank you, you know, for giving me the opportunity to kill it on, pal- at, on the stage at Palace. And how much music have you released? OMG. So I have my first album, Tea Time. Second album, Hello. I had a collab album with Miss Benzo, Most Hated. I did a collab album with Z-Wave that was just called The Collab. I dropped a live EP. I did, I've dropped two uh, under my alter ego, Hershey T, which is just all for freaks. If you're a freak, that's that's over there. Um, yeah, and then this one, uh, this one with three songs. That's a lot. I didn't really, and yeah, I dropped my first song in January 2020. I just, I, I have like a lot of really big, heavy influences around me. Like I, I literally grew up watching like K Riz and Uzila and Arlo on stage. So to me, I was just like, I need to like work as hard as I possibly can so that there's no handouts from my homies. Like that's my friends, you know. Um, I wanted to make sure that I can prove that I can, you know, be on the same stages with them and stuff. So to have my big bro K Riz on stage with me as my hype man tonight, ah, uh, that's crazy, crazy. And what is the process that you've gone through to release music? <laughs> it's nothing anybody likes. That's that's for sure. Um, when I just like really like something or I, I, I kind of just release it and feel like I've always been a fan of, oh my God, have you heard this new? Have you heard this new? Just like word of mouth, you know? So um, if I really like a song, I will just release it. Um, there are some bigger, bigger songs and uh, a project in the works um, that I will definitely like market and do properly in the future. But for right now, it's literally just like if I really like it and it's it's, it's, you know, not as, I can mix and master it, I can do all of that. I, I want to just put it out because it's not just for me to listen to, it's for everybody. But saying that, I have like so much unreleased music, it's so bad. Like probably like two and a half hours now where it's Wizard's Palace, man, it's magical. I'm there like almost every week and it's just creative, creative, creative. <laughs> How long does it take for you usually to be able to write a song? I mean, it depends. If I'm mad, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Almost any emotion. If I'm like all lovey-dovey too, it's, yeah. Um, Yeah, I can can write it out in pretty quickly. If it's something that I want to like write a message or like a concept kind of song, that'll take me a little bit longer because I need to listen to it over and over again. And then I nitpick, like my Virgo comes out and I'm like, Oh, not this word. Let's change this word and this one and this one. And yeah, um, for the most part, yeah, like ten, like really quickly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like something that I kind of struggle with whenever I'm trying to write a song is how do you come up with like a melody or the flow? Oh, um, I just I I put myself uh, now I learned anyways in the last like year. Um, I put myself in the listener's perspective. So if like I, I hear a beat and I feel like I want to dance to it, I'll dance to it and think of whatever melodies I would like to hear on it as a dancer or as a floor or whatever. Um, sometimes it just like 
comes, you're just like, oh, this is a nice beat. Like, like you just like do random like scat scat stuff. Yeah, which I just learned was a category in ballroom. I'm on it. Kevin Fraser, I met them the other day. Okay, so yeah, I'm like low key, high key trying to be their protege. Yeah, yeah, just wait on it. Hold that pose for me. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to ask. No, it's okay. Uh, so, how would you describe the kind of rap that you do? Okay, I guess in, in one of the songs that dropped today, I said, uh, my flow so everywhere, kick me around like that hack sack. I, I can't... I like to just... There's no, like, flow. It's weird. But there is... Um, I've been like a huge fan of Nicki Minaj. I roll because whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I just feel like like her flow's always changed. And maybe because I like literally would like have playlists of her, I would cut her featured verses out of songs and make playlists of that. Like just you know all um, all Nicki. And so like you know when you have that artist that you can like really just um, spit all of their lyrics. That was my that was my one artist. So I feel like my flows are kind of everywhere because of that. Cause she's always everywhere. Yeah, and I just love it. I love it, so I do it. Yeah. And uh, where do you get your beats from? Who who makes the beats? Ooh, my friends. I love it. Like um, one of my favorite beats of all time. My DJ made for me. Uh, not not DJ Catfish, who you'll see tonight, but um, DJ King in Edmonton. She, it was the third beat she ever made in her life. And like, she killed it. Killed it. I love it. Um, DJ King, there's Catfish, um, Junior T in Toronto with Mark James. Um, oh my gosh, Fallen Wall, Gold Flame. I'm trying to think of who I'm leaving out. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, is it hard to find people in the hip hop scene who are, you know, willing to, you know, help you make a beat, you know, feature on something or some, or, you know, whatever, what have you? You know what? I, I hate saying it, but not really. Um, I feel like uh, you can't swear, right? There's no swearing. You shouldn't swear. Okay, okay. Because what I was going to say wasn't even in that list, so I just won't say it. <laughs> um, no, I feel like um, maybe because like femme rappers are very rare. Um, and so when producers find them, I don't know, for me anyways, I find that I like we're like-minded people too we're just all always willing to just like work together and if we come up with a product that's like yo that's crazy then we'll talk about like money and everything in the back end but like just create it first yeah hi ma and uh so i listened to a bit of your music last night in preparation for this and uh how do you come up with us like a skit for in between the songs so I'm like a huge fan of the 90s music, so uh, that was a huge thing, and back in the day it was like the skits, right? Um, I was literally just in this, in a studio, a makeshift studio by myself, and I just, 
I don't know, I put myself in and I was like, this is what I would say. The first skit um, that I did that was like, oh, how do you say her name kind of thing? That came from a few conversations for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some, yeah, somebody actually called me Tifa Nanny one time. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's why I spell out my name in a lot of my songs. <laughs> So is there a struggle to spell your name, would you say? Is Is there a struggle to spell your name? Yeah, I blame my mom. Like, my real name is Tiffany. It's spelled T-I-F-F-A-N-N-I-E. When I tell people, I'm like, it's Tiff and Annie with freckles. You know, Annie. Yeah, cute little, you know. <laughs> so my rap name, I just decided to do like tea because I love green tea, like love it. Plus tea gossip, let me know. Um, so it's tea and then Fanny because Fanny means something here and it means something else in the UK. So <laughs> use my name to my advantage. <laughs> and so, yeah, so... How, how did, so yeah, like, how long have you been using that for? Is that something that you came up just for your rap name, or is that a nickname beforehand? You know what? It was also, um, it came from my relatives in Jamaica with the accent, you know? Um, it's, oh, Tiffany, oh, Tiffany, Tiffany. So that's that's where that, you know, came from. And then I was like, oh, and then when I started spelling it out and stuff, it was Tiffany. But my name actually used to be She. It was like S-H-E, um, but somebody else gave me that name. No, eat after, I guess. Thanks, so. Um, yeah, they, they called me, uh, somebody gave me that name, she, and then I just came up with the acronym, Some Have Everything. And just as I, um, as I was just exploring myself more after a really bad uh, like breakup and stuff, I um, I just didn't want the pronoun. I didn't want to be tied to the pronoun she because I I don't know. I didn't know. I still don't really know. I don't know where I'm gonna. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> I just didn't want to be associated with like she. Plus, there's already a her out there. Like the original. Nobody can spell my name, but once you can spell it, you can Google it. You can put it in Twitter and Insta. You can put it anywhere, and you'll find me. You just gotta like educate and <laughs> figure out how to spell it first. <laughs> and so I talked with Ponteo yesterday for a, a little bit. They were very cool. Um, and something that they said really stuck with me. They said, you know, when they're making music, they think of queer expectations when making music. Does that? Uh, do you uh, feel that at any point when you're making music? No, I, I'm gonna say no only because I don't like to tie to expectations. It's a big word, but um, at the same time, I like to represent uh, whatever it is that I'm into in my music. So, like for me, like if if um, how I usually talk, it's like a, I don't care what gender. If it's like, yo, dude yo man oh my god girl like that's how I talk and then um, when I'm talking about like you know the, the sexual stuff or whatever I make sure that I put like her she her he they cuz I like everybody I'm, I'm pan so yeah oh my dad just walked in <laughs> and uh, so when I was listening to your music so you're from BC yeah, I'm from BC, but I'm so weird to tell people that because I left when I was six. So like, you know, when you tell, oh, I'm from BC, and then they say, oh, do you know where? Do you know? Oh, I'm like, I don't remember anything. Like, I left when I was six. I'm pretty much. Um, I'm, my dad was military, so 
I'm okay. Th- here's the path: we Victoria, then Calgary, then Edmonton, and then I went from Edmonton to uh, Calgary, then to Saska- Saskatoon, then to Toronto. Then I came back and settled in Calgary. And then last year I was trying to figure out if I wanted to move to Toronto maybe for you know music and stuff, everybody. But I started to see Calgary really, really thrive. And I'm like, I wanna be part of the glow up. Like I can see that it's just about to be the next like Toronto, Vancouver. And I just, I wanna be one of the artists that are a part of it, you know? And yeah, so can you tell us a bit about the Calgary hip hop scene? Yes, it is amazing. It is so low key. But it is so good. There, everybody's like super talented. Seeing sincere last night, she's she's, and the fact that we're both queer, femme, crazy ass female rappers, like just I just, oh, it just, um, it 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 makes me so good. Um, I don't know if you have you met Eve Parker Finley yet. I'm talking to her uh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, because they are a whole vibe. Um, as far as like hip yeah sorry the hip hop I come back to hip hop right um yeah I just think it, there's so much talent in the city um it's starting to showcase and be put on now with, with shows like Hey The Chosen put on um at the Ship and Anchor just showcasing the hip hop scene um there's not a lot of uh queerness in the hip hop scene out here but that's why I love the fact that like for me anyways I feel like like the fact that Sincere is like in the forefront um, and then artists like me too just in the forefront ah it just feels so I can't explain you can see the smile on my face I know it's but like it just oh it feels so good yeah and so yeah can you tell the audience about the LGBTQ scene in Calgary then yes it is live oh my god like Pride Parade is on my birthday this year I'm so excited I still might go away but like uh, uh, I got to perform Pride last year for my birthday that was amazing um I'm obsessed with uh, any drag performer. Yeah, Mona Moore will tell you. DJ Dana, they will tell you. Obsessed with them. Um, I feel like it is really, really thriving. It's not as uh, it's not as bad. Like I feel like back in the day, it was literally just twisted, and that's it. And that was the only place you could even go. And now it's like everywhere I go, people have like rainbows for solidarity to show like, hey, it's okay to even come in this restaurant or come like in this bar. And there's bars that like can be predominantly queer. And then we even had Soul Circus the other night that was a Vogue night. And it was just like packed, packed to the point where like the, even the hosts that were there were like, New York and LA has nothing on the freaking Vogue Calgary scene, I'm telling you. Um, I don't know about Edmonton, but Calgary is just, I'm super proud. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm now realizing I didn't write down enough questions, but uh, so obviously there's, there's a lot of artists at SLED, right? So who are some artists that people should listen to listening to this? Ooh, okay. Lokita, Sincere, Tian Gibbs, for sure. Um... Celsi, Eve Parker Finley, Catfish, because uh, he's DJing tomorrow. Um, who else is? Who else have I seen? Oh, Backwash. Yeah, that was an insane show. Um, 
I think, oh, Dragonfly Empire. I think, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all I, that's all I can think of right now. Oh, um, Uemi, oh my gosh, Uemi, and Zenin. Zenin's a beast. Like, if you get to see Zenin, please. I, I can't remember when they play, um, but they're amazing. Like, all the instruments. Oh my gosh, anyways, sorry. And so, so you were, we, we met yesterday at Sinzir, and I listened to some Sinzir after, and I thought it was very interesting that she doesn't have like an actual band in her recorded songs, but she was able to translate that into a live performance. Would you ever consider doing that? Heck yes. I'm, um, I played with a, just a guitar, like an acoustic set the other day. Um, I've been trying to put a live band together. I've been, I've had opportunities to play with my big bro K Riz. He, he does play with a live band. So I've, I have been able to do my songs with a live band here and there. Um, but to do a full set, I, I haven't yet. Just I just have my drummer and my guitarist, Fallen Wall. Um, but for tonight, it's just my drummer, Gabriella. Gabriella. Badass, Gabby. Sorry. Uh, and besides who's playing at SLED, uh, what are some required listenings, would you say, for our audience at home, as recommended by T. Fanny? K-Riz. Calgary artist. He's from Edmonton. Um, from Toronto, from Edmonton. Um, Seraphin. Um, I swear I love a lot of artists out here. Z the Free. Um, Z the Free is an amazing artist. And she goes back and forth between Saskatoon and here and like helps the youths all the time, all the kids. It's amazing. Um, I'm missing people. I'm really, really bad at this. But like, if if they know me, then you know that like it's it's just my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, well, okay. So I didn't get to ask this question yesterday, but Ponteo is from Toronto, and my uncle lived in Toronto, and he was like, "Oh, you should ask what their favorite order from Alibaba is." What's your favorite? Is that like the online thing? No, it's a restaurant. And then he was like, "Yeah, they'll they'll get it." Unfortunately, guys, I'm sorry. I did live in Toronto for like three, four years, but I don't know what that is. (laughs) I thought it was a dumb question, but uh, I'm glad I got to ask somebody. Um, Okay. Okay, I forgot to ask this earlier. Who are your, like, musical influences? Obviously, you talked about Nicki Minaj. Is there anyone else? Uh, Missy is a huge one. Nas and Common are huge ones. Um, Shania Twain. Um, Shania just got me through some stuff, man. (laughs) I know all the words to most of her old school songs. Uh, Her concert was amazing, too. Um... Yeah, as far as like people that I listen to on the regular, it would be like uh, who I yeah who I would feel like influenced by would be like Rhapsody, Missy, Nicki, Nas, Common, Ludacris, Ludacris for sure. Because I'm trying to be the most versatile rapper, and that was one thing that Ludacris like really that was one of his goals too. So that's yeah, that's what I want to do. Like I'm bringing Samantha Savage on stage tonight. It's like an indie pop rock song. I'm excited. Yeah. 
And, uh, okay. In, like, a dream world, who would you want to do a, co- a collab with? Ooh, Janae Aiko. Yes, because one, I'm a, f- I'm a creep and I feel like I'd, like, have a shot, you know? Um, and two, we could, like, just smoke and create, you know? Um, but three, she's so fine. I'm such a creep. I'm such a creep, dog. <laughs> uh, I feel bad because I should have come up with more questions, but um, is there anything else you want to say to the people out there listening right now? This will come out in, like, July. Is there anywhere, anytime soon, that the people will be able to see you? Um, I I'm doing one of the tents at the Stampede. It's well, it's a at the Prairie Emporium. We have like a whole week of events for the Stampede, um, so it is offsite. So I'm doing a July 13th a set there um, with Free Label. So excited about that. They're an amazing group. Um, what else? No, not really. I'm just trying to um, work on that special project that I've been working on. Um, I want to drop a single in September, but that's. We'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah, I'm really trying. Um, shout out Haiku because it's it's what, okay. One thing that I will really I really want to say too, um, family uh, teamwork is really important. I feel like I spent the last three years like building a really great team around me, and like Haiku is my girl that does like my styling. She used she used to do all my photography, videography, like just grinding it out, you know, just whatever is needed. Um, and she has like a whole brand, uh, brand of like um, vegan and gluten-free edibles as well as like like all the rubs and stuff. Like you know how my knee is killing me right now? Yeah, she's on her way with the special haiku rub. Wait till you see me on stage later. That's the perfect advertisement for her stuff. She's like a guru, she's a doctor. She just like knows things. People who have like, um, like eczema or even like sciatica and stuff, like she just knows, it's, it's crazy. And she's married to my DJ, DJ King, uh, who like I was telling you before, like makes these crazy beats. Now she makes these this like really good bread, focaccia, oh my God, with like caramelized onions, what? What? Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, it's called King's Bread. Nah. Um, yeah, just the squad. And then Natalia, who's uh, like a heavy influencer online, but right now she's like traveling the world getting her masters. So like everywhere she goes, I think she's in Peru right now. So like now my music gets to be played in different spots around the world this year, which is like cool just from her alone spreading the word for me. It's just, it's the, the, the team is very happy for the team. Oh, producers, I forgot to shout out Labar and Seku. <laughs> And I probably should have asked this earlier. What do you have to say to people out there, whether they be queer, not queer, young, not young, about becoming a rapper? Do it. Just do it. Like, the amount of... Uh, if I had a camera crew following me 24-7, um, I hope one day I will because I, I really would love to show the work that goes behind the scenes like it's like you might like see rappers on stage and just be like oh my gosh they're so talented they're so good um i work my ass off every single day if i have to send 30 emails out if i have to rehearse for four hours if i have to just write for the sake of writing um every single day has something to do with my goals and what i want in the future so if you want to rap just go online like I, I think I followed YouTube smart rapper on YouTube for like 
six, seven months and just picked up on everything that he was saying. Like, he has some really good tips. Um, if you want to do something, find the steps to figure out how to do it. You might not be the best rapper, but there's ways to learn how to be a good rapper if that's what you really want to do. And just work on it. Just keep working. 10,000 hours, that's, the, that's what they say. And as soon as I heard that, I haven't been tracking the hours, but I'm like, I know I've, I'm at least halfway there. Yeah. Is there anyone else you want to shout out real quick? Oh my god, I name drop like crazy is what I do. Simply Irie. Um, K-Riz, Seraphin, we got that haiku. WH Calgary, how did I forget? So WH Calgary um, has been really helping me with my artist development lately too. So just um, in terms of like if I write something, he'll literally be like, nah, that's not it. <laughs> Um, it's so important to not be surrounded by yes men, you know, so um, that was just, it's, it's amazing to have because the product that the artist development, um, this new project, like two, two of the songs were written after um, I met with WH Calgary, so uh, yeah, the songs are just a little, a little cocky, just a little, you know. Um, but the lyrics are there, the lyrical, I don't know, yeah, it just, WH Calgary is amazing. They, they do videography, um, photography as well, so we're, that's why he's going to be on stage with me today shooting the music video for You Wish I Cared More, which dropped today. So the video will be out next week, well, yeah, next week, yeah. And I forgot to ask this question, sorry, I'll let you go after this one. Uh, so obviously, like, slang is very important for hip rap and hip-hop music. Is there any slang terms that our audience should know? Slang terms for sled? I wonder, you know what, I've never really been um, too big on slang. And it's funny because Dan from Eat North, actually, he asked me, like, why do you think your songs are so, like, relatable or so, like... I don't remember what he said, but the answer was basically um, rinse, wash, repeat method. I like to, I like, sometimes I like to make people think, but sometimes I like to just, if I need a message out, I need to be like as straightforward as possible so that you understand what the message is. Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot of slang. I don't talk like regularly with a whole lot of slang anymore. Uh, true say. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, nah. When we were messaging, I did not know. It's not recording? Oh, it's not? No, oh, that's fine. Okay, we don't need the video. We're just, but we're doing the interview. You're gonna, okay, my dad wants yeah, to Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, He's famous on TikTok. Oh, yeah? He, he, he did, um, did a, we did a video, or he, he was like dancing at one of my shows, and uh, the video got like almost 50k on views on TikTok. It's, it was more than 50k. It's at 49.1, don't tell him. Well, that's it? <laughs> so, uh, how has it been seeing T Fanny become the rapper that she is today? She's alright. No, I'm kidding, man. She's actually been. Um, I'm quite impressed with her, actually, because I never thought that she'd ever be a rapper. I thought she would sing back when she was younger, and then, I, because I, I told her I wanted to go try it for that Canadian Idol when it first came out, and she goes, it was too late, and she goes, she's too shy, so she never did, and when she told me to start rapping, I was quite surprised. When I heard, when I heard, oh, when I heard the first song, I was like, oh, crap. 
it's actually not bad. Then the next song got better and got better. I'm like, I might have to go watch some of her shows. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so is rap the kind of music that you listen to or was it uh i don't listen to a lot of rap i'm more you know what dad listens to dad listens to uh disco and classical music old school you know stuff like that yeah but but, but uh the, the the her still speaks to you a couple songs there are songs that she has an alter ego that i don't listen to that's why it's a different name, so that he knows if he sees Hershey T anywhere come up, do not click. I don't go near it because I can't stand the stuff. The last video involves strippers, male strippers. Where can people watch that? On YouTube under Hershey T. I won't. I won't watch that. I made the mistake of watching the one where she said, "I'm a." Can I say it? No, they can't swear. Okay, it's a bad word. Such an S and ends with a T. Oh, you can say that. One. Oh, yeah, it says I'm a slut. And I, I made a mistake by, I, I'll never listen to that again. You know what's hilarious? That's actually the most tame one because that was actually just for my friend who does slut merch, it's called slut merch, um, S-L-X-T. And I just did like a song for her, uh, her runway for her um, for her her merch or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that added like two, three minutes of the runtime. Let's go. No, that that was really good. That's so good. Um, okay. Thank you, T. Fanny. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we before I rock out of here? Um, no, just the fact that it was great seeing my mom's face back there, so jealous that my dad joined. I know she low-key wanted to. <laughs> Thank you so much, T-Fanny. Thank you so much, Artemis. You just heard Artemis Peasley speaking with T-Fanny at the 2022 Sled Island Music Festival. You can check out her music on all those platforms. Look up T-Fanny, spelled T-E-A-F-A-N-N-I-E. Thank you so very much for listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM. All right, and because I've already been talking for so very long, I'm going to keep going. This next bit is going to be a little different than what we normally cover as it is relating to health, specifically M-pox, or what has been commonly referred to as monkeypox. Though I am hesitant to contribute to the idea that M-pox is in any way a gay disease. For the record, it is not a gay disease. I will get into it in a moment. I'm hesitant to contribute to that by including it on the show Gaywire, but as the current situation, which I will go into, uh, illustrates it, the vaccine is currently available to members of the LGBTQ plus community, specifically the men who have sex with men community, um, in all of those forms. So. Uh, sharing that information with the relevant community members is important and something that we can do on Gaywire. So, um, but as our public health system has been under extreme stress for the past few years, an MPOX outbreak is less than ideal to present to an already stretched thin system. Before I share more information about this, I'd first like to give some background about MPOX for those who may be unfamiliar. The sources I'm using are, uh, 
all in the little description. Um, <clears throat> and if any of the following points that I talk about have been disproven or like something else has been discovered, please do reach out as we at Gaywire want to provide the most accurate information possible. So first off, it is unlikely to die from MPOX. The risk is greater for young children, elderly folks, pregnant women, and immunocompromised people, but even among these higher-risk populations, MPOX is mostly highly uncomfortable with few deaths. MPOX is from the same family of viruses as smallpox, the variola virus family. MPOX is less severe than smallpox and first popped up in the 50s, then later the 90s, and eventually phasing out a little bit. Recently, however, there have been several outbreaks in Europe, North America, including Alberta. At the time of this recording, which is August 8th, there have been 16 confirmed isolated cases in Alberta. So how is it spread? It is spread through mucous membrane contact uh, or contact uh, between broken skin or other permeable membranes coming into contact with fluids or sores. So uh, basically with MPOX is you get these, these lesions, these, these sores, and if you come into contact with those sores, um, if you have something like a tattoo, a fresh tattoo that's not fully healed yet, um, and that comes in contact with the, some of the MPOX scab dust, uh, that sort of thing could cause an infection. So it's it's mostly the skin-to-skin -skin contact, um, and also you can get it from interacting with bed sheets and clothes that have the scab dust or fluids on them. So basically, now is not the time to be poking at your friend's weird looking acne cyst thing, ingrown hair thing, whatever on their back. Leave that stuff to the professionals. And now naturally, um, since mucous membrane and skin to skin contact is, is one of the main ways that MPOX is transmitted, sex is one of the high risk activities for MPOX. Sex tends to have a fair amount of mucous membrane interaction, which makes MPOX possible to transmit while having sex. However, it is not an STI. This is important, it is not an STI. You can get it during sex, but it is not an STI and it is not only transmissible through sex. It's transmissible through skin-to-skin -skin contact, and sex has a lot of skin-to-skin -skin contact. Okay, skin-to-skin -skin contact and contact with those lesions. Again, please do check out the resources in the show notes, uh, specifically for um, specific first-hand information. The website igotmpox.com is recommended by the CBRC. Now, naturally, sex tends to have a fair amount of mucous membrane interaction, which makes mpox possible to transmit while having sex. However, it is not an STI. I want to repeat that, mpox is not an STI. Uh, chlamydia, syphilis, etc. You can protect yourself from from those uh, for the most part uh, by using a condom or other form of barrier protection, and that greatly reduces the chance of transmission. But for mpox, it's spread through contact with the sores on the body or in the body. Sometimes check out igotmpox.com for more information. Um, but since it can be spread through contact with sores on the body, the risk of transmission is not reduced a whole heck of a lot by condom use. 
That's why the current recommendation is to limit your amount of sexual partners and, of course, to get vaccinated. The vaccine for mpox was first developed in Europe over concerns that smallpox would be weaponized, and so they were preemptively prepping for the return of a variola virus. Um, essentially, we have a recipe for the vaccine, but not a lot of producers for it, and it's based off of our widely spread smallpox vaccine, but this time without the side effects. US and Canada both have stockpiles in the event of something like this, but they are small supplies, helping to somewhat explain the specifications for eligibility for the vaccine. Canada is trying to get more doses, but again, there aren't a whole lot, and they won't come in for a while. So the method is to vaccinate those at risk, as we simply don't have enough for widespread vaccination. Currently, at this point in time, the eligibility criteria for the mpox vaccine are as follows. I'm going to read this directly off of the Alberta Health website. Uh, feel free to navigate yourself to that website. It's found in the show notes. Uh, if you're listening live, uh, it is the Alberta Health website, uh, the monkeypox page. If you meet this criteria, please call 1-866-301-2668 to book an appointment for immunization. Alberta residents 18 years and older who are now eligible for the monkeypox vaccine include trans, cisgender, or two-spirit individuals who self-identify as belonging to the gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men GBMSM, community and who meet at least one of the following criteria. Have received a recent, i.e. in the last six months, diagnosis of an STI, are planning to have, or in the past 90 days, had sex outside of a mutually monogamous relationship, or have attended venues for sexual contact within the past 90 days. For example, a bathhouse, a sex club, or you may be planning to, or if you work slash volunteer in these settings. You are also eligible if you have any sexual contact with an individual who meets the previous criteria and any sort of staff and volunteer in a social setting or venue or event where sexual activities between individuals described may take place. So that's a very specific eligibility. Um, and the reason for this specific eligibility is again, the small amount of vaccines and the fact that the MPOX outbreaks have been primarily among communities of gay men. However, it is not a gay disease. It just happened to hit that community first. Okay, so if you are interested in trying to get that vaccine, again, the number is 1-866-301-2668. I'll put that in the show notes also. So anyways, the, the way that the call works uh, is you call the number and someone answers and they're unable to uh, answer any actual questions about the vaccine. If you want that, you have to call 811 um, or when you actually go to the vaccine place, uh, you can ask questions there. Um, the person on the phone doesn't really answer them. They're there to collect your information and schedule your appointment. Um, so you give them your name, um, your address is optional, your healthcare number is optional, um, and you give them verbal confirmation in the form of a yes, 
um, after they list off the eligibility criteria that I just listed off. Um, then if you are in Edmonton, there are two locations where the vaccines are currently um, being administered. Uh, one is downtown and the other one is uh, in the West End. So those are the locations. Uh, there are also some in Calgary and they are not open to rural areas at this time. So yeah, if, and if you do end up getting MPOX, um, again, please do check out the website igotmpox.com for excellent first-hand resources along with tips and tricks for how to manage it, and also check that out even if you haven't had it, if you know someone who has, or if you're just kind of like freaking out because what even is this? Are we, ooh, another... Uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years. I didn't know we were gonna get another one. Anyway, do you know someone who has had MPOX? Do you have thoughts, questions, feelings about the eligibility? Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or through email. Our Instagram is at gaywirecjsr and our email is gaywirecjsr at gmail.com. So that was a lot. As this is a fresh new health crisis, things are still evolving. Please do check out the Alberta Health website for more information. Along with that website, I got mpox.com for information about how to manage an infection. The vaccine number is again 1-866-301-2668 to book an appointment. And uh, so long as you self-identify with the eligibility requirements, um, seen on the website, you are eligible for an MPOX vaccine uh, within the next month. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode, and thanks so much to T. Fanny for being our guest today. Please check out her music, available on all platforms, and again, T. Fanny is spelled T-E-A-F-A-N-N-I-E. And with that, it is time to let you go. It's been a treat being your host for this episode of Gay Wire. I hope you have a lovely rest of your evening if you're li listening live, and a lovely rest of your living days if you're listening at another time, because he he he, Gay Wire is available on all of those sassy little podcast platforms, so you could be listening wherever and whenever. Or, like, you could be listening on the CJSR.com or even the CJSR app. There are quite a few options. You can even get it set up where there are multiple episodes of GayWire playing at once with a bunch of different speakers. Um, sometimes I have it where I'll be editing an episode and I have that playing on, like, an AirPod. And then I have over-the-ear headphones playing some other noise so I can stay focused on the noise that I'm trying to edit. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyways... We made a zine, and if you were at Folkfest, you might have got one. Uh, we made a zine to tell you a little bit about the team, and also to let y'all know that we're looking for more team members. We're looking for folks who want to 
do interviews and find cool artists and activists and organizers and just epic queer and trans and gay people from all walks of life uh, to share their stories. There is a little bit of work involved, so if you are interested, please email or DM. Um, Email works works best for that. We will probably be putting out a Google form for um, applying to the team, just so we can sort of organize who's interested in what and can keep a better track of that, but you don't care about the administration of things. You haven't even decided if you want to join yet. You need to find the zine. So, um, the next zine handout that I know of is going to be happening at the University of Alberta's Week of Welcome, which isn't for another month, but look out for it, because uh, the zines are the zines are pretty epic. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Amiskwichi, Wiskigan, colonially known as Edmonton, land which has been the home and traveling ground of many, including but not limited to the Nitsitapi, Anishinaabe, Nakota Sioux, Nehia, Dene, and Métis people. All of us at Gaywire encourage you to think critically about the structures of power we reside within, your role in and around it, and what you can do to challenge the damaging legacies and mechanisms of colonialism in your day-to-day. Reconciliation is not a one-time thing, as I said at the top of the show, it's an ongoing practice. For more ideas on what that ongoing practice can look like, please check out some amazing Indigenous folks we've interviewed to learn about a little bit more. Uh, Those interviews are Gabe Calderon and Ashley Cardinal, and also check out the amazing work that the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society is doing. And uh, yeah, please tune in next week to hear more Prairie Grew content, and until then, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook or Twitter at gaywire and at gaywirecjsr on Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywirecjsr at gmail.com, and you never know, you just might get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson, except in the zine, then it's different. And our original music is by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Stay tuned next to realize that your big toenail has, like, a weirdly sharp corner. Like, so sharp it made a hole in your sock? And- Please stay on the line.